Well, we're back. Uh, it's been a short, almost four years uh, pause. Um, life intervened. Uh, but it's great to be back. Welcome back, Dad. Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's nice to be back after all this time. The last interview, if I remember, is, was uh, June 2019, uh, no, two, 2010. So that's almost four years, as you said. A blink. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I listened uh, bits and pieces of our several interviews, many interviews, and generally I think they're okay. I, I mean, agree. we had covered reasonably well the growth and development of the university since its foundation in 1962, uh, how it was established by federating the various uh, colleges that existed at the time, um, and how the university was run, uh, namely there was this faculty council representing each of the various faculties of the university, 10 or 11 of them, each faculty elected three representatives, plus the dean was ex officio. Mm. So these together made up the faculty council, the highest legislative body of the university, policy-making body of the university. Uh, I think you, we I've mentioned somewhere along the way that the emperor was the chancellor. No, officiate. I don't remember that. That's, an, oh, that's a great but, detail. Oh, yeah, the emperor was the chancellor of the university. And... Um, is that, I mean, is that a historical first? That ha- I mean, how many? Yeah, well, it was the only university, and the first. Yeah, it was the historical first for us, uh, and he um, officiated at every graduation of the university commencement. Um, and <laughs> you said, "Is this a historical first? Yeah, it is a historical I mean, first. I meant, I meant in yeah. on, in the world. I mean, obviously for Ethiopia, oh, in the world, yeah." No, I think it's a British tradition. The, really? In the old days, the yeah. British monarch used to be the chancellor. Huh. And then the university was run by a vice-chancellor. I don't know that. Because, I mean, in the, in the U.S. system, the chancellor is very administrative. I mean, it's, yeah. not, a, it's not a figurehead. Well, in the uh, British university, the chancellor is a figurehead, and the main operating officer is the vice-chancellor. Hmm. Uh, the vice-chancellor was equivalent to the academic vice-president. No, the vice-chancellor was equivalent to the president, Mm -hmm. and then they had somebody else there after the vice-chancellor who represented the academic side and then the administrative side. Um, By the way, after uh, several many years, when Asmara University was established, I think I mentioned it in one of the interviews, Mm -hmm. uh, the emperor was also uh, the chancellor of that university, so so he was chancellor of both universities. A busy man. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> okay. So, we, but we, actually, we, I, I, I know. I know. We. This is you know going backwards yeah. in time, but yeah. it, it always interested me that it seems you know this incredibly complicated structure you know was just birthed fully formed almost right. I mean, you know, was there a period where you know you experimented with all kinds of different organizations and different types of faculty councils? It just seems like it just popped up. Um, yeah, it looks like that, but I think. And this is only really a, a supposition. I have no way of uh, to prove it. There were some studies then of, of how other universities were administered mm. uh, before the university was set up by some kind of uh, a committee at the Ministry of Education or somewhere. And, and they took that uh, uh, time. Because we, in the university, in fact, this is one of our, the uh, uh, prominent features of uh, Harris University that we have.
Uh, I did? Yeah, I don't know. We, we, I, is your, I, I'm, I paused the recording, so it's okay, but is your Wi-Fi signal strong? You sort of dropped a little bit in and out, then just totally dropped. Oh. I don't know, like, do you have five bars, you know, when you check? or is, Where's the Wi-Fi router? Is down in the basement? The Wi-Fi is right there. Yeah, I, I'm in the basement myself. Oh, you're in the basement? Yeah, huh. so is the Wi-Fi, the Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. I wonder why. Well, I, maybe I can the, maybe uh, the antenna moved while I was talking. Well, it shouldn't be no, that. Yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that sensitive. How is it now? I I can no. You were, I could hear you fine, and then all of a sudden it went dead. Hmm. And it's not it's not your headphone or anything. It's just uh, the, it's like the Skype dropped us. It's like a drop phone call on a cell phone. Anyway, we can keep going. So I mean, I'll I'll, I'll count three, two, one, and then and then uh, you, you you were saying about you know there have been some studies you thought etc. You you ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Yeah. Oh, as I was saying, there must have been some studies done uh, before the university was established. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm pausing again. Sorry, Dad. You you change your microphone, so now I can hear a lot of breathing and kind of spitting sounds, but your voice is oh. quiet. So what did you change? Uh, speaker was down. No, it's too quiet. No, it should be. It should be a little bit to the side of your mouth. Like it shouldn't be straight in front of your mouth. It should be a little to the side, like kind of over your cheek a little bit. No. No, it could be. It was. It was. It was better before. Just not directly in front. Like it should. You know, that way, it ca- if it's directly in front of your lips, then it catches the air. It should just be a little bit to the side. No, I can't hear you. Yeah. No, it should be in front. It shouldn't. It definitely should not be above. How about now? No, it was, okay. Well, is it? Is this as low as it goes? No. no yeah. This is as low as it gets. Okay. Just say test one two. Okay. Test one two. Yeah, I don't know why. Is you're getting a lot of uh, spinning sound and air sound. Like, did did it shift on your head? Yeah. I don't know, the, the sound quality is really messed up now. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Could it be Skype? Should we try calling again, maybe? I can't hear you. You've sort of disappeared. Hello? I can't hear you, Dad. Are you still there? I can't hear you. Let me call you back on Skype. Maybe it's a Skype problem. I don't know what happened. Okay, I'm going to hang up and call back. Okay. All right. Okay, how's that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you well. Okay, that's much better. But but now the microphone, can you move it a little bit away from your mouth? Like just, it should be in front, but to the side a little bit. Like it should be overlying the corner of your lip. Just a minute. Let me extend. Okay. And then you said there's no, there's no, you said there's no volume or anything controls on your thing. So there shouldn't be anything else you can change. Mm. 
the the thing across your head you can push down, right? So it's touching the top of your head, right? It shouldn't be wobbly. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah, actually, this is good. Yeah, this is how it was before. Okay, so okay, okay I have, it's not recording right now. Wait, let's say a little bit of, of breath sounds one more time. Say one, two, three. <coughs> yeah, this, yeah, no, but there's move it to the move. Is, you, is that little thing flexible at all? Like, can you bend it a little bit away from to the side a little bit or no? The microphone, yeah. the microphone, yeah, the the one. Yeah, yeah, I can bend it. Yeah, so move it. Okay, try again. One, two, three. One, two, three. Yeah, that was okay. That's much better. So okay, here we go. Right, so three, two, one. Yeah, three, two, one. Yep, you're back. Okay. Well, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Skype wasn't cooperating. So, uh, I I asked a question, you know, because I had said, you know, it seems like the university just popped out like fully formed. And you said, well, th- there's more to it probably. There had been some research done, but you know, before it was uh, it was launched. Yeah, that's that's what I think. Uh, although I have no, I was not a participant, and I have no written evidence to it. But I assume that some study was done on how the university was to be managed, to be administered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then I then I then I derailed you. We were talking about the, we're, you were telling me about you know sort of where we're going to pick up and and go on from sixty yeah, sixty yeah. four or seventy four four. Sorry. That's right. So we've covered quite a bit about the university, uh, how it was established, how it was administered, and also I think I've emphasized off and on uh, in in our various sessions that uh, we've tried as much as we could to make that the university. Uh, was a service-oriented university. Mm-hmm. Uh, unconsciously, it, it, it kind of imitated the, or at least replicated, the kind of uh, uh, universities uh, that are called land-grant colleges. Mm-hmm. The service was of paramount importance to us. It was not. We tried not to make it a, a, an elitist university. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned how the students, for instance, of uh, the College Agri- of Agriculture, uh, established cooperatives. Uh, for selling eggs or milk, uh, how the students of Gondar were not uh, uh, medical doctors but uh, second-level medical practitioners, paramedics, Mm -hmm. how the health officers and the uh, sanitation officers and the nurses went into the rural areas Mm -hmm. to help with the community. and the School of Social Work, how its students work with the uh, street uh, women as well as the shiners. All of that shows how much there has been an attempt to make the university as close to the students as possible. Unfortunately, also, as I uh, mentioned in one of our inter- uh, sessions, mm-hmm. we were not able to really give the university an Ethiopian personality in the sense mm. of teaching Ethiopian history, Ethiopian culture. Um, you know, it was a university in Ethiopia, but not entirely a univ- an Ethiopian university. So huh. that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, what, it, it was the first and only Ethiopian university, right? So you had some, yeah. other, you had some other aspiration? Well, you know, normally you should have had the, the ethos of Ethiopia, the languages and the church studies and our cultural heritage, all of that should have been, uh, should have permeated our courses, but this was not possible because 
there were no <coughs> Ethiopians qualified enough to undertake this kind of uh, task. Hmm. The, the first, uh, virtually the first group of well-educated historians at the university level were my uh, compatriots. I mean, you know, students who graduated from that very university in the in the fifties. So the, they were not. The, so, so we were not taught any of this at the university. Oh, Whatever we got of our yeah. history and not of our culture is by reading outside. Mm. Uh, later on, by the time we left the university, they had started courses on Ethiopian history, Ethiopian languages. But uh, when I was a student, there weren't any such courses, you know. It's interesting because, I mean, the, the Ethiopian scholars that we still read are a lot of them are, you know, Europeans, right, from that era. Exactly. Yeah. Only people like Abraham Lemoz and Githacho uh, Haile and Tanisat uh, Amrat were uh, my contemporaries at the University College uh, who later were educated and got their PhDs and became professors at the university, teachers at the university. But when they themselves were students like me, they didn't have any of these uh, Ethiopian studies unless they did it while they were in, in preschools. You know, there was little by way of little knowledge of Giz or church education or church uh, liturgy wow. uh, in, uh, as part of our university program. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is uh, we try to um, uh, have the university become a service-oriented university instead of an uh, egg uh, what's the word? Elitist university. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, we were not able to give it a fully Ethiopian uh, spirit. Uh, that that was our weakness. Uh, so where did, where did that inspiration come from? I mean, was that was that the emperor's vision? I mean, it was obviously it was elitist, you know, by numbers, right? As we discussed, I mean, very yes, very few, yes. few very few people even have a chance to go, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, <coughs> But the motto, uh, I think I, uh, I mentioned to you in Giz, was Kulu was a sannaz. No, uh, try all uh, and hold on to that which is good, taken from the Bible. Mm. And, and in, in, in an eclectic matter, uh, manner, we translated it to mean, you know, study anything but serve your country in whatever field you choose. Uh, so... The numbers were very elitist, you're absolutely right. It's yeah. a, percent, I mean, a very, very small percentage of the uh, age group that went to the university, that's not doubt about it. But at least, you know, service was the permeating atmosphere of the university, particularly if you take the law school, for instance. The dean of law, Professor Paul, kept saying over and over again, we're not... Uh, tra training lawyers for private practice. Mm. We are training lawyers who cannot advise the government in the various branches of, of activity as advisor in foreign affairs or minister of agriculture or, or, or minister of the interior. Uh, so that, that was what uh, I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also the times, right? I mean, it was elitist, you know, by numbers, but you know, like we said before, there was a sense of mission, right? I mean, if if not you, then who? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we, uh, we've covered all that. Plus, I think at the last session, uh, we covered what I thought were three of the important 
elements in the university in which I had participated, the Ethiopian University Service, mm -hmm. the one year of uh, service that students were required as academic requirement yep. to go out into the provinces and work for the government. Yep. Uh, and this was described by uh, uh, leading a scholar as a stroke of genius. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they were doing their service one year before they graduate. Yeah. The idea was that they would work uh, in the rural areas, come back with some material on which uh, they would write their fourth year essay to graduate. Yeah. That was the university service. I also mentioned the Ethiopian, we also discussed the ESLCE, the mm. Ethiopian School Living Certificate, uh, of which I was director from 1964 and 69, yep. five, yep. for five years. <laughs> we also discussed at the last session the special entrance uh, feeder program, Berda Mariam Laboratory School yeah. for the university and how, what it meant to us because through the school certificate, the Faculty of Education was only receiving about 10 students. So I, through this program, we managed to get as many as 120. Yeah. So we, all of this were discussed uh, previously. Mm -hmm. Now, oh, today, uh, I want to go further, mm -hmm. uh, more or less during the same period, and uh, discuss about the radicalization of the student movement, okay. the students. Yeah. Uh, mention a few things about the uh, great difficulty we had with getting money from the government, hmm. the uh, perennial budget shortages of the university. Hmm. We spent hours and hours and hours trying to uh, discuss budgets and um, uh, financial allocations to the various faculties. Uh, next to the student crisis, I think the budgetary problems between the two, they took most, much of our time uh, as administrators. The, the budget problems from trying the to government. get... From the government, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Later on, I'll discuss that while the students grew, student enrollment grew by uh, two and a half, two, I have the figures here, two times, two and a half times. Mm. The budget, the per student budget went down from like $6,000 per student, 6,000 students per student, to under 3,000 students. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah, almost half. Hmm. So you can imagine, you know, doing more with less uh, kind of thing. That was a perennial problem at the university. And we had nobody to blame, but uh, the poverty of the country, there just wasn't enough money to go around. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's more needs than there's, you know, resources. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dad, I pause for a second. Uh, we have to adjust the microphone a little bit again. Can you move it a little bit away from your mouth? Still okay. getting, still getting a lot of explosive breath sounds, like, like little. You can't hear it, but it's like when, when you say, you know, the consonants here, uh, a lot. Like I said, it's, it's not recording. Just say one, two, three again. Wait. Oh, fix it first. It's worse. Well, it's not. It's now. Yeah, it's. It's. You just have to move it away from the moving air, but not so far that I can't hear the sound. Oh no, that's too quiet. So it can be close, but it should be on your cheek, not your, not your mouth. Now it's too quiet. It's still quiet. No, I. I don't know where it is. Is is it? 
Nose enough. No, not nose. Uh, cheek. Can you get it down toward your cheek? Maybe I can. Let, let me expand it more and see if we Okay. Oh, no. Okay, but uh, say, you know, uh, one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. Uh, still a lot of air, still a lot of puffing sound. There's no way to move it to the side a little bit. I, I I can't visualize it, so I don't know what it looks like. Unless does your does your uh uh TV, does your computer have a, a a webcam? We can do a video chat. Can you do a video and I can see? No. Okay. I don't know if it does It doesn't. Let me just touch it and see what happens. I mean, take it off my ears and see what happens. If I take it out, but how are you going to hear? Hello? Hello? Oh, I see. Okay, say one, two, three, one, two, three. One, two, three, one, two, three. Yeah, that's definitely better. I, I, there's no, I can't hear the, the, the puff sounds are gone. So, how about you know five, four, three, two, one. Four, three, two, one. Okay, that's definitely, one, yeah, that's definitely better. So I don't know what you did there, but it definitely helped. So. One, two, three, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely better. That's very clear right now. So, um, so we're going to talk. I, I, we're not recording, but you said uh, two, you wanted to cover two things: radicalization of the students, and then the budget, right? Or budgetary yeah. problem. Okay, good. So yeah. I, I'm going to count down three, two, one. At the end of that, it'll be a recording. Okay. Ready? All right. Three, two, one. Yes, the radicalization and the student movement. And if we have time left, I'll say a few words about uh, the uh, my sabbatical leave took place in 1969. Oh yeah. So more at that time, uh, and uh, you know, one year at uh, Northwestern University. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious <laughs> to hear about that too because I mean, I yeah. rem I remember that. It's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, I and when I returned, I, I was appointed the academic vice president, so <clears throat> I had a different set of responsibilities than the dean. Yeah, as if you didn't have enough before, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, so we start with the radicalization of the student movement. Now, really, it's, it's uh, a field very much involved that I cannot go into any detail about it. There have been books written now, um, both by those who supported them, supported the students, as well as by the student leaders themselves. Mm -hmm. Some of those books are in English, some are in Amharic. And it's very difficult to make a coherent um, account of the situation. But what I can say is that uh, in some ways, the radicalization of the students uh, was can be explained through the um, depression, the, the very slow economic development in the country. Mm. Students just didn't get enough jobs. Mm. Whereas, for instance, you know, as soon as students graduated from uh, university, they would get 
big jobs and big and, and high government posts. By the time uh, you know they got into the late sixties, early seventies, you know some of them didn't even have jobs. So mm-hmm. that possibly could be one factor. Um, the students' consciousness of the wide gap between city dwellers, the poverty of the country, the city dwellers and the peasants, mm-hmm. um, and and they felt, uh, you know, that this was not how it should be. Mm-hmm. That the students considered themselves as the conscience of the nation, They're the most well-educated group in the country, mm. in that they had the responsibility to speak on behalf of the less uh, educated uh, and the less able to get heard. Mm-hmm. Um, also, of course, uh, the university was the only place where anyone, any Ethiopian really, could speak as you wished, could get together, gather, mm-hmm. assemble, <coughs> could write freely, mm-hmm. and elect a student government. All of this were not allowed uh, outside the university. So they took the opportunity that was given them by the charter of the university to assemble, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, write whatever they want and, uh, and speak freely, as freely as they could. So all of this together, it, and they try to make the most out of it. I mean, and none of these sound unique, right? I mean, you could yeah. apply the same rules to Berkeley. I mean, right? But you know, but obviously, events were very. You know, the contexts are different, and and, uh, and and now I don't know. I mean, I you know, I don't know much about it, but um, it seems like from where we, from my understanding of it, the what happened in the universities engulfed the whole country, whereas in other places that doesn't happen. No. Plus, there are many Berkeleys in America, whereas there is only one university in Ethiopia. Yeah. So they were, it was concentrated. They were, you know, the, the, virtually the leaders uh, in training for the country. Yeah. So they were heard, and they had the whole country to themselves, you know. That's true. Um, plus, I think all kinds of groups of people who had any kind of grievance tried to make use of them, hmm. you know. Uh, I'm talking about groups like labor unions, labor students, I mean labor workers, teachers, the Eritrean cause. Mm. All of those try to get uh, their uh, grievances filled through the students' union, through Mm. the students. Um, The rallying ground of the students was land reform, Mm. um, but they really went beyond that, and they were talking about immediate the downfall of the emperor, out the old line, that kind of thing, you know. Mm. Um, and their main means was through demonstrations um, and, and then class boycotts. Mm. Now, uh, the university charter, of course, wouldn't uh, be against this as long as it happened only on the campus. But as soon as, I mean, the uh, demonstrations, I mean, as long as they did what they did in the campus, we wouldn't do anything. I mean, there was nothing. I mean, we wouldn't be happy that they didn't go to class, but uh, there was no need for uh, calling in the police or uh, making a big mess out of the situation. But by boycotts, you mean boycotting school, right? Boycotting classes. Okay. Just come out of class Uh. and uh, just uh, roam around the campus Uh. uh, or 
uh, assemble and, and shout uh, all kinds of slogans, mostly anti-government slogans. Uh-huh. Um, but the problem arises. The problems arise when the students want to go out of the campus, which is really what they wanted to do, hmm. and march through the streets of Addis. Their usual target was to go to Mercato, but hmm. as soon as they got out of the campus, then the police would come and start to club them and. and and then, yeah, so there are lots of uh, clubbing of the students and, oh and uh, brutal attacks of the students, yeah. And they would, uh, you know, take them as prisoners and put them in a car and take them to prison camps, to police, uh, not prison camps, but you know, the police, the police uh, camps, uh, police stations, sorry. Hmm. There are police stations uh, throughout the city, you know. Uh, by the end of the day, the, you would free you know, 90, 95% of them, but there will always be 5, 6, 10, 15 students still detained, and that would lengthen the students' boycott of classes. Wow. They would start to say, until all of our leaders are freed, we're not going to come back to class. And this could go on for a few days or for a few weeks, you know, uh, and the <clears throat> and in, in exhaust, I mean, numerous movements, uh, meetings would be called at all levels mm. of the university as well as in the government circles to see what can be done to bring the students back to class. So, it's so, a big, so they got their attention. Absolutely, mm. they got absolutely their attention. I mean, there have been even cases. I think at least one case where the military normally. The soldiers, the police, are not allowed to get into the university. There is a, uh, they're not allowed. And the emperor would tell them, you know, in our culture, the university is like, uh, I've heard him say, actually, myself, I've heard it with my own ears. The university is like a monastery. Mm-hmm. And in our culture, if someone, uh, even he kills a person and goes to the monastery and rings a bell, the priests and the, mon- the monks there would give him refuge. Mm-hmm. And the university is the same. Don't get into the campus. Only if they left the campus uh, can you uh, imprison them or detain them. He's saying this to the police or the ministry or so the interior ministry. The, 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 whoever was in meeting, yeah, you, yeah, the police, the army, the yeah, the, the yeah. Uh, so uh, what I was trying to say is, yeah, they certainly got heard. I mean, the government yeah. would. Uh, yeah, but why not? I mean, the obvious question then is why not let them go to Mercato? I mean, like, if they're just demonstrating, what? I mean, you're only exacerbating the problem by making them victims. So what? What, what prevented them from? In retrospect, I can understand. Uh, I can. You know, I might even agree with you. Mm. But in those days, for those students yeah. to go in the Mercato and say, "Down with Ayres Lassi," you see, I mean, they would be calling him all kinds of names. It was just caring. yeah. Yeah. yeah, they would be carrying all kinds of, uh, um, uh, pl- how do you call it, placards. Yeah. Um, you know, go to the zoo, or all kinds of things they would say about the emperor. Yeah, yeah. It would be very difficult to imagine how that could be allowed in the, in, in the context of the time, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the police had very little choice but to try to... Uh, uh, to, to, to forbid them to assemble. No, yeah. To, to, well, I mean, yeah. from the police perspective, of course, I mean, they, it's unimaginable, right? I mean, they're 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 they are the authority, right? So. That's right. But um, 
but yeah, I mean, in, in a different circumstance, it, it could have been managed, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, it would have taken. It would have, it would have to be the emperor himself, you know, uh, managing it, right? He has to say, you, you cordon them here, let them march there. We'll put a picket sign here. I mean, something. But yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard for him too. I mean, <clears throat> it's hard for an emperor to say, you know, they can go and call me all kinds of things. You know, I don't know. Uh, in respect, all of these things look like uh, they're possible, but. At the heat of the situation, it's difficult to see how, how any police could have acted. Yeah, no, no, the police, no. I just, you're right. No, I, I can. And also, I mean, I, I mean, he's the emperor. I mean, so, you know, part, part of his, you know, authority comes from his inviolability, right? I mean, yeah. you, you can't take away a little piece of inviolability. Yeah, it's either all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. As for us, I mean, as long as, they're outside of the campus, then, you know, we have, our hands are freed. We, they're yeah. not our students anymore. No, so no, you can, can't, you can't, you uh, can't uh, yeah. control the police. Yeah, you cannot yeah. control the police. Uh, but having no students and uh, calling ourselves students and professors is, is ridiculous. So we have uh, no students. I mean, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's just a big dilemma. And this went on for many years. Oh, really? So, yeah. So, so, so what is the timeline then? I mean, so this is not a, it's not one semester. Oh, no, no, no. Mm. The height was mm. perhaps 68, 69. But uh, it grew steadily. They started with little uh, things. Like, for instance, uh, I remember once there was a... Uh, a fashion show, hmm. a fashion show, and the sponsors were the university women. Hmm. Your mother was one of them. I mean, the, okay. our wives and you know so on. And, and, and most of them were uh, European, I mean, foreigners, hmm. American, and so on. Hmm. And there was this fashion show, hmm. and the students said, you know, this is anti-European. We don't represent like that in Ethiopian hmm. culture. Hmm. Our women should be a little bit more. Uh, a lot more sober and uh, retiring. I mean, you know, they just don't talk. So, so they they took the conservative stand. <laughs> yeah, that's how it started. But before you knew it, yeah. they started to throw windows, uh, throw the rocks. And oh my God! The professors and and, uh, and the whole thing was discontinued. So it's that was maybe like 1964, 65. I I forget the date, but it's been it's, it's been. At least was over a period of roughly, I mean, growing in strength and momentum, roughly between 64 or 5 to until the coup, until the revolution. So that, that's a, I mean, that's a good chunk of the university's history, right? So, I mean, if the university, yeah. as, as Haile Selassie University was what, from 55 till 75? Uh, well, the university itself was from 65. Oh, 62. Yeah, well, so then exactly. So that's 13 years out of which, you know, what's that? Almost uh, 10. Yeah. You know, there was... Um, so, so, so throughout this time, I mean, the emperor himself never lost faith? I mean, you know, he's still attending the graduations? As part of the graduation ceremony, I had already left for my graduate studies overseas. But I now know from reading and talking to people that they had, the university had uh, started a poetry competition as part of the graduation ceremony. Mm-hmm. And some of these poems that the students would write.
Wow. So it, it wasn't uh, uh, under you know Kine, there uh, wax and gold kind of uh, yeah. Bonds. So it might look like they were praising somebody, but in fact, you know, it was a double-edged uh, thing. It was it was like a strong criticism. A couple of students were expelled or uh, not quite expelled, but was eligible for it when you when you suspended. Suspended. Yeah. 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 Wow, so when the uh when they would go uh, uh on boycott, I don't know if, yeah. Um what what percentage of the students would actually be outside the school? Well, that's a good question. This is the greatest question problem we had. Mm. Uh, when if and when all of them boycott mm. then you know, we have no problem in the sense that it's very peaceful. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everybody's grounded, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when a few are left, like one third, usually the last, mm-hmm. like if one third or one quarter stay on, mm-hmm. uh, three quarters or whatever, leave, then we are at the, uh, the university teachers and administrators are at a, a big uh, long jump because those who uh, say they want to make their education, they're not part of the uh, boycotting. I mean, I would imagine that's a lot of them. I I, I pause for a second again because I think the microphone has slipped out of position again because we're getting a lot of, a lot of sound. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if um, so so I, we're not recording. So I I like to. This is such a huge topic. I think it deserves. Like I think this is like one of the more important topics. Uh, so we probably should continue it. I'm gonna probably ask if I could um stop in about ten minutes for today. Because the kids have a lot of exams and and okay, and, sure. and it's not it's not terribly good. But what I want to ask is next week, um, maybe we can either do it in person or I'll come over and just okay. maybe maybe we'll exchange um, uh, the headphones because mine is very stable. I put it on my head. I can shake my head. It doesn't do anything. But it's and yours doesn't seem that way exactly because it starts off clear and then and then it and then it changes. So. Uh, it, it makes a lot more sense that you have the good one. Uh, we had, uh, I was playing with it, you know, while uh, three years of years. Uh, it was in the hands of Avicinia. Really? I mean, it's, 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 I, mean I, 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 I can send you, I can send you the, well, I'll, pu- I'll put the audio up. 
but it's almost it's it's very bad. I mean, parts of it are good and parts of it are almost uh, un unlistenable. I mean, your your talking is perfectly clear, but it's just a lot of um, sound. I don't know. I, I can't. I don't know what the right word is, but it's like you know when you hear somebody who's close to the microphone and all you hear is like like that noise. Yeah. I can exchange or uh, uh, see if, if, if it can be arranged, if it can be tightened up or something, you know. Yeah, I, I, I have no problem. Ex yeah, even now I can be, I, I don't know, yeah, so maybe maybe it was just cut our losses. I'll, I'll yeah. tell you what, let's cut our losses and I'll stop it here. Okay, I'll send you the notes uh, okay. so, so you can see where we stopped. I'll, 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 I'll I should be able to... Um, um, yeah, I can post the audio so that you can you can hear it and see where we left off. And let's pick it up again next weekend. But but I'll yeah. come in person and we'll we'll make sure the audio is right instead of uh, okay. instead of debugging okay. it online. But actually, this is I sure. mean, this is the best. I, and I was going to say, and I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but you know, you, you, your preamble was like a lot has been written about this, and even the student leaders themselves have written books about this. Yeah, but I don't think this is not. We're not doing history. I mean, this is your. Oh, okay. I mean, who cares what they said? I mean, you can you can say they're idiots. You can say they were. I mean, whatever you want. I mean, right? I don't think uh, if somebody says I disagree with that, fine. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't mind repeating if, if, if it's all that bad, you know, I have the notes and I will improve on it myself. So. Okay, so I'll do I'll do both. I'll, I'll, the notes are here in front of my face. I'll, that I can email you quickly, but I think it's the audio you want to hear. And then I'll, and then it'll take me a few more minutes to sort of uh, mess with that while I'm working with the kids, and, and, I'll, and I'll share that with you, and then we can, we can reconvene next weekend in person. Okay. Okay, sorry, and talk to you soon. Uh, did you, do you mean to say that you'll send your... You let me hear the audio today, or when we meet? The, uh, no, the audio I'll send you ahead of time. The 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 notes I can email you, you know, because that's five seconds. The audio I have to do a couple of things just to make okay. it into a small enough um, okay. file. Oh, I know what. Um, let me think about this. Uh, that that you know that link that you have the website, obviously, right? But um, remember that that SoundCloud thing that where you could just listen to the audio by itself. No, I can. I'll email you a link again. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it, because I mean, if we don't like the audio, there's no reason we should put it on the website until we're happy with it, right? So I'll I'll share it with you there. Okay. And then and then uh and then the notes will come to you shortly. Wonderful. So, okay, okay. I'll talk. Okay, bye bye. Okay, good night. Good night. Bye -bye.